what's up, everybody? Good morning to you. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome into Talking in Cars with DJs. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person saying good morning. Happy Arcfall to all of you. Here we are on Deep Space Nine Part 3. This is the November Arc, and I'd like to say good morning and welcome in to our special Arcfall special presentation like we do every single month. Steven Tarrant, uh, Talking in Cars with DJs as we break down the patch notes, take a look at what we do know, and uh, talk about what this means for Deep Space Nine Part 3. I'd like to welcome our guest here this morning, of course, who has been very busy with real life, but we have him for a few minutes anyway this morning. Good morning uh, to our very own criminal heroic Tashcan. Good morning to you, buddy. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. Hello. He's fine. Good morning. I'm glad to have you here, buddy. You doing well? I hope you're well. You good? Yep. You're good. Good. He's good. Also, thanks and good morning to our audio engineer this morning, Stephen Darren, uh, back in the studio, taking care of our audio while I am keeping my hands 10 and 2 in the car. I appreciate it. Good morning to you, Stephen Darren. How are things this evening in New Zealand? Uh, very good. Very um, dark because it's nighttime. <laughs> it's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely evening. I've, my times are all messed up yet again because thanks a lot, United States. You teased us with removing daylight savings, and now it's all jacked up again. It's as soon as I thought I had actually figured it all out. Uh, good morning to you, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. Well, let's dive right in. First, let's get into our known bugs section, uh, Stevens Aaron. It's actually somewhat small this morning. What we are finding this morning so far is that Disco Summoning is has been modified, probably not intentionally, Ripper. <laughs> Probably not intentionally, but we will seek a little bit of feedback on that. But if you are trying to jump, if you are trying to black alert jump with a discovery, it is apparently not functioning while the ship is actually in dock. Uh, if you want to jump somewhere, you're going to have to take the ship out of dock before you can actually jump. Kind of weird. I don't know why. Ripper, probably not a huge priority, but definitely a change. Any insight into why that might be happening, or is that just one of these unfortunate side effects? It is what it is. Is what it is, Ripper says. And he says uh, he, he knows everything. All right, so there it is. Uh, in case you're trying to no, black I don't alert, know any, jump. I don't know everything, no. Everything. He knows okay. everything. Uh, black alert jump no. will now require you to be outside of your base. So if you're trying to do a walking ship as a dock, you will get an error message. Also, advanced defenses... Uh, advanced defenses is not uh, functioning when sitting on a node, which is kind of weird. Uh, I've seen this for those uh, for those few of you who who did adopt advanced defenses. Apparently, that has to be activated now while off of a node, and then you can get back on the node. I, I'm not again probably related to the same thing as what discovery jumping is. Phil says it's always been that way. You had to activate it before mining. Okay, well, then that's not a change. Okay, see, some people trying to fluff me up here. I don't have it, so I've, I've, never, I've never tinkered with that. Um, then in that case, that's the only, is that the, oh, my gosh, is that the only bug that we've got? Nope, 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 there's one more. Ripper, for very few select players, as a matter of fact, it only targets players who are especially OCD about their battle logs, uh, I have now received two reports in which your entire battle log history has been wiped. Right, Ripper? 
Me! Ripper's very upset about this. Ripper is very, very unhappy about his battle logs disappearing. Um, it, it, I feel like it kind of has to be a bug, Donkey, because very few people are actually experiencing this. I still have all my battle logs. As a matter of fact, uh, I can now actually, uh, which has been broken for, I think, 30 or 60 days, now I can actually click on one, and it will actually be in a state of red, uh, which means it'll gray itself out. So that's actually kind of nice uh, that we've got that feature back. But that did cause some people to lose their battle log history. So kind of odd there. And then, of course, Apex Hostels still frozen. Still not fixed. And I wonder, Ripper, I'm curious. When I look at these patch notes, they say that they fixed Apex Hostel spawning, but they specifically mentioned uh, Geody or Jetty, however you say that system, which... This is something that I kind of warned players yeah. about complaining about this system because it's actually a blessing in disguise. Uh, however, no worries. Doesn't look like anything changed. <laughs> doesn't look like anything changed. Now, Captain Oblivious says it's still 100% borked. Well, that would depend on your definition of borked. All right. Because one chrysalis and one apex has actually been a very nice blessing in disguise. Um, it's not a blessing of hunting with the mantis. Well, you need to know that that system is very special. It's like the Borg 27 or the Borg 29 system or whatever the heck it is. That has a special property. Uh, and until they fix it, it is player beneficial if you know how to use it. That is, unless there's no Actually, apex some, at all. Some people don't like that. I know some people don't like it, but you know who does like it? Anybody with G4 ships. <laughs> or higher. I do like it. Yeah, I like it too. That's that's better. who likes it. Uh, that is unless there's no apex at all, in which case it's still broken and has not apparently changed. Thank God, though, Ripper. Thank God, Steven Taren, that they did take time this month to add yet another pip. Ladies and gentlemen, when your <laughs> treasury event runs, you will now have more pips on your treasury. Very, very exciting stuff there. Come on. Come on with the pips already. I mean, at this point, at this point, it has to be a practical joke, right? Like, at this point, they're doing it just to upset us. Like, it has to be. Ripper, why? Why? I don't understand. I just don't understand with all the pips. More pips added to your treasury this month. Uh, let's see. What else did we get in our patch notes here this morning? Oh, I'm very disappointed about this one. I am very disappointed, but we all knew it was coming. Ladies and gentlemen, your ASB should, by the way, be fixed for a lot of players. I was actually able to access my ASB this morning and uh, finally able to mine a little bit of stuff after the last seven days of not being able to get into it. Um, but they have actually fixed that it's harvesting when you're not sitting on that node. So now... You're actually going to have to squat the node that you want to actually mine. There is no moving around and collecting other harvesters and this and that. It is. Uh, they said they fixed it last month, Aaron, and they didn't. And they took another stab at it this month, and it does appear to be working that way. So, unfortunately, that was a player beneficial bug that no longer exists. Uh, you will now have to actually sit on the node that you are wanting to mine. All right. So... Are those all the bugs and or bug fixes and improvements that actually matter? 
I know that there's been some UI things, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Captain Pike says, my ASB is still broken. Please do be sure to make sure and download the newest client from your client store. But uh, so far this morning, you would be the first person that tells me your ASB is still broken. So let's make sure we're running with the newest client. All right. Uh, It is going to require a client update. But my ASB is working this morning from both PC and my iPhone device. So I feel uh, I feel happy about that. Um, all right. So let's break into the defiant. And as you guys saw from our video this morning, I will apologize. We had very little graphical information that we were able to share. But we do have some additional data for you guys this morning. Hopefully, uh, when President Echo arrives, we will be able to get a little bit more information on the tier locks of this ship so that we can actually share with you guys what those tier locks are as mentioned in the video tier locks i'm sending echo message now tier locks by ops for defiance all right uh as we mentioned this morning the ship will be tier locked okay uh it can be built at ops 35 and it is a 12 tier ship that will go all the way to ops 55 so you don't have to you know if you're a g5 player at Ops 55, for example, then you will not be limited on this ship in any way, shape, or form. It scales from 35 to 55 on a 12-tier ship. Let's talk uh, very briefly about its combat abilities. First of all, we can see it looks like it has some pretty good power straight out of the gate. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, there is a lot of research. There's research in the Starbase tree. There are favors in the Bajoran tree. And here's what I want you guys to know that in early PvP testing, PvP testing, I believe, now whether or not they actually pulled this off, Aaron, is yet to be determined. But this ship has inherent combat abilities. And what I mean by that is Scopely tried to take a little bit of feedback regarding the one-trick pony uh, feedback and tried to make the ship into something a little bit more usable, something somewhat like the Vidar. All right. So let's talk uh, a little bit about this. Obviously, I don't know that it's going to be as great as the Vidar. I don't know what the speed is, blah, blah, blah. But what I do know is that this ship will have combat abilities. Now, is it going to be a combat ability all the way up to your tier? Probably not. All right. Here is what we're seeing. Uh, what we're seeing in early testing is that this ship is essentially a G4 ship, Aaron. But as it tears up, let's say, for example, that you're Ops 39. Let's say that you're Ops 39 and that you get to Tier 3. I don't know what it is, by the way. We have no idea what the tier logs are. Let's just assume it's Tier 3 at Ops 39. You cannot expect this thing to be as powerful as uh, a well-tiered G3 Epic, for example. It's not going to be equal, but it is going to go down about a class and a half, maybe two classes. So, for example, if you're an Ops 39, this thing should be as powerful, if not a little bit more so, than what a G3 Uncommon would be, your Sally or your Bordas or something like that. If you're able to get this thing to, say, Ops 45, Ops 45, whatever the tier is there, let's pretend it's tier six, then you're going to go down about two classes. So at Ops 45, that would be the G4 Uncommon. The G3 Epic 
Evo says, so basically it's a one-trick pony. No, I, I actually disagree with that. I think that this ship will have stand-up PvP capabilities, but it's not going to be the most powerful ship in your fleet, nor probably should it be. But as you tear it up, it will continue to grow in its <laughs> PvP. I would imagine that a player like Bubba Joe might actually look at this and say, okay, this, Aaron, based on the last podcast, actually does have the potential to be a new PvP meta style of ship. All right? <clears throat> Basically saying that if you have this thing to the highest max for, say, Ops 45, this thing will be competitive with G3 Epics. Okay? Uh, let's pretend for a second that you're myself, you're Ops 49. Then this thing will be as strong as a G4 Uncommon. All right? So it's always going to be about one or two classes behind. It'll never be the lead ship. All right? But it definitely, uh, just in its normal components and upgrades and research, et cetera, et cetera, is going to have that strength. Where it will become even more powerful is in armadas as your research is completed. There's a couple of favors. There's researches now in the Starbase tree. And these are going to be uh, kind of a, a similar pattern to Cerritos in which you boost this thing. Uh, the Starship tree. What did I say? Starbase? Sorry, Starship star tree. Sorry, star Starship tree. My bad. Uh, in which that you'll have a boost mechanic with juice that will give it a Cerrito-style ability, and those researches, based on your own accomplishment in the research, as you promote and, uh, and build up this research, it can actually be more powerful than the traditional ships that you end up using. So, for example, as an Ops 49, I'm flying a Pylum. Uh, just naked in combat, it could be equivalent to that of a G4, but in an Arma G4 Uncommon. But in an Armada, if I've got well-developed research, and uh, I activate this ability, it could actually be stronger than my pylum. So there is some, I believe I'm seeing in the chat, some frustration in the fact that it is, that a piece of this ship is based on a Cerrito style of support. And while I don't 100% disagree with players on that, if that were the only thing that this ship did, then I would probably agree with you, but it's certainly not. And I know that that speculation was running around there. Uh, that speculation was running around for, you know, because of the leaked screenshots and people were really kind of panicking that it was just another Cerritos. If that's all it was, then I, I would join you. But I feel, as I mentioned on the last two shows, I feel that this arc uh, is going to be rewarding. And I think a lot of that stems from the Defiant. It is, of course, 35 plus. So that's going to be a tough pill to swallow for 34 and down. Uh, but I disagree in this case with it being a one-trick pony. A, it will have PvP combat abilities, although not as strong as your lead ship, all right? But we don't fly our lead ships everywhere, all right? So we're going to have the ability, probably with a cheaper repair cost, all right, uh, to be able to get out and do a little bit of PV, uh, PvP, for example, if I've got this thing decently tiered and I can go out and kill Enterprises with it, then I'm probably not upset with that. Not only that, but it's going to significantly speed up the progress through the Bajoran faction uh, with the number of favors, badges, and edicts that you're getting, which is going to, therefore, speed up the rewards that you're going to get. 
those rewards being ship parts. And man, I'm telling you, if your ops, if your ops 40 through 50 G4 ship parts, you cannot get enough of those. And I look at the Bajoran store and I see, man, for G4 players, like you of all people, I know G5 may not be super, super enthused with it, but let me just tell you for G4, the G4 economy, you should be all about this. You should be all over the Bajoran faction because we were doing some math on this last night. It's my estimation that in a seven-day period, if you're fully using your cooldowns, over a seven-day period, you're going to earn between four and five times the number of G4 parts than you would get out of the refinery. I mean, that is significant. Now, I do see the question. What about Ops 55 Plus? What about the Warp Rage? Is this going to be a ship that we could use? Well, I don't know. Haven't seen all the statistics on it yet. However, what we do know is that the Warp Ranges on the Gemhadar systems have been reduced yet again. And this is based partly in, uh, in part to feedback about previous specialty ships to get released, especially for the higher ops players. Well, it requires Tier 10 for it to even be useful to me, says an Ops 55 player. Well... That feedback was heard, and it appears, at least initially, that it was taken into account, at least partially. We shall see a little bit more. Um, the, the warp ranges have been reduced on the Dominion systems, which should allow the ship, even at lower tiers, to be able to get out and be able to reach more systems. Now, General Chaos says that doesn't matter. Still need a strong ship, and I don't disagree. All right? But again... The intent of this ship is to be one of the three that you use in a solo armada. Is it going to be that on the day one that you unlock it? Probably not. It's going to take a little bit of upgrading. It's going to take a little bit of research, Aaron. It's going to take a couple of favors. All right. It's going to take a little bit of work to get it up to snuff. Yeah. But the design of this ship is, in fact, to be one of your three in solo armadas. Why would that be? Well... It's going to have the abilities, the, the boost-type uh, type mechanic, but it also is going to improve the number of edicts that are dropping, all right, which is obviously going to help your loot and help you gain that loot faster for faster redeems. By the way, we do now know that the Elite Loot Chest was dropped a faction and is now unlockable at Militia, and even better, we expected it to have a five-day cooldown. It is only three days. Uh, even Gorilla. I'm a Gorilla, and I can still open it. Oh, no kidding. All right, I thought it was militia. Yeah. So at Gorilla now, you'll be able to use the, your uh, Bajoran edicts. See, now Metamice says it's militia. Well, if you're already militia, then obviously it's going to be unlocked. We need the lowest possible player to be able to see that. All right? But yes, it was paused strong, and now it's down, and we're seeing Silverhawk says it's militia. Aaron, are you absolutely sure about that? Even my data said militia. Are you sure? <laughs> my even my data hey, said for, militia for the, for, the, for the edict. Sorry, yeah, just talking about the edict one. Yeah, the edicts. Uh, yes, screen, screenshot there. I'm gorilla, and I can open the elite. There the you elite. go. So yeah. it is. It is gorilla. Look, TS says the same thing. Gopher says the same thing. Um, Iron Man says the same thing. So that has dropped. Okay. That has dropped, and uh, that is actually a very, very good thing that you now have earlier access to that edict chest. Now, that's an expensive chest. You're not going to be able to open it every three days. Absolutely not, especially as a mild spender or free-to-play. 
okay? It's going to be very, very uh, slow to open that chest, but the Defiant will help speed that up, Aaron, because it's going to increase the number of edicts that you can get based on the level of the Defiant. So basically consider it on a, an edict or an elite loot bonus, okay? So uh, that is also a very good thing. Um, let's talk about acquiring the ship. Acquiring the ship does have a free-to-play path on day one. I know that it's not ideal for everybody, but it is a transparent free-to-play path on day one, and it's very hard to be angry about that. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, players who want it all and want it now, there's the, the my Bubba Joe theme song, but players who want it all and want it now, like it, this, I don't know. I, I don't know how long you've played. This isn't the game for you. If that's how you feel about it, this just, it, it is it. I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to be mean. Just saying, 100 days at worst, by the way, 100 days. Now, that, honest, could, more, more that could vary. Get this faster, then they'll get the Mantis. Probably true. <laughs> Probably true. Maybe even truer than Amalgam. But here's the thing. Um, it's not. For some players, it's not even going to be 100 days. Now, this is why I go back to my hint, and I say uh, about the chosen math, right? Because the blueprint costs diplomacy tokens, all right? It costs diplomacy tokens, which are going to be a sourcing issue. Some players are going to struggle to get the diplomacy tokens because, let's say, for example, Ops 35 through 39 can only get it in um can only get it in the uncommon chest and they don't even get enough for a blueprint every single day for example if you're ops 35 to 39 it's going to be a blueprint every two days which could look like a 200 day path all right but obviously you're going to get more uh as your reputation uh builds up even if you stay ops 39 as your reputation builds up you're going to be able to unlock the edicts chest. Now, obviously, very slow. If you're only doing 40 uncommons, very slow, because you still need 1,000 of those things. Uh, it's going to be very slow, but it is Grinder's Path. It's a free-to-play opportunity. The ship, obviously, folks, is going to be paid today. You'll be able to buy it and own this ship today. I do not blast that. That they're trying to make money on their content because there is also a grinder's path. A grinder's path that is introduced here on day one. Now you, this is my big fuss all the time. Now you get to make the educated decision as a consumer. If this is going to take me six months, if it's going to take me three months, if it's going to take me 60 days. By the way, Stephen Tarrant, it could be as little as 60 days if you're 40 plus. Because it's not yeah. just one blueprint a day out of the Bajoran store. It will also, uh, blueprints will be provided uh, in missions this month. If you go back and listen to the video, there are a couple of defiant specific missions that will also be dropping some blueprints. However, given, I'm not sure I'm a huge supporter of this idea, but if they didn't put them here, they would have put them there. If they didn't put them there, they would have put them here. My understanding is that there will not be blueprints in this month's Battle Pass because they put them in the missions. All right. I don't fully understand the idea behind that unless it's just that they wanted the blueprints to only be available to 35 plus or 34 plus. So I'm not entirely sure what the reasoning is for that. 
but there are not, uh, to my knowledge, at the, as of the last information I had, there will not be uh, blueprints inside the battle pass. They have been moved into the missions this month. And then, of course, your Bajoran store. So uh, Reneko says, so what you're saying is we can skip the battle pass and just get the Defiant. Well, who would skip the battle pass? <laughs> why, why would you do that? That's a terrible idea. Don't skip the battle pass. It's got so many, re- so many rewards in it. Uh, but you could, obviously, you could buy anything you want in this game almost. I mean, so yeah, you can buy the ship and not do anything else and still have the ship. I mean, you can do that. I don't know why. All right. Um, and actually, you know what, Bernard? You're brilliant. I wondered about that. He solved it right here. That way players, Aaron, can get the blueprints when they do hit Ops 35 via the holodeck if they didn't play in this arc, which, you know what, was the entire point of the holodeck being created. Bernard, thank you for pointing that out. I would have missed it. That is exactly why they've done this. And now that I've got that bit of insight, that's actually probably super intelligent. All right. So I like that. How many blueprints are in missions? I do not know. I do not know. All right. Uh, and Joker says only if everyone can access the missions through the holodeck. Well, again, it is 35 plus Joker, 35 plus, which is probably why they did that in the first place. All right. So Bernard, very good observation. I, I, uh, I do. I think you're probably right. Um, so the sourcing on this thing goes back to my hint. All right. Depending on your chosen math, the time that it's going to take you to unlock this thing is going to vary. All right. Because the diplomacy tokens are earned in only a couple of ways. Obviously, you can buy some, but you still have the cooldown. One blueprint per day, Aaron. So however many are in missions, and I don't know. Let's, let's pretend that there's 10. Let's pretend that there's 10. That means 90 days of refines. Well, how do you get enough diplomacy tokens to be able to do one every single day? Well, if you're below Ops 40, it is going to be tough. All right. But if you're above Ops 40, there's a couple of ways to go about it. Obviously, let's obviously get the first one out of the way. That's buying packs. Okay, fine. All right. But we were talking about this last night on Twitch. Really, the Bajoran store, this loop is more rewarding than people give it credit for. The uncommon chest, Aaron, can be opened every two days. The rare chest, every three days. The epic chest, every four days. And now the edict chest every three days if you have the loot if you have the loot all right now the edict chest won't be opened every three days i'm under no illusion but if you follow the loop then an uncommon every two days a rare every three days and an epic every four days does it's a stretch but it is possible it is possible if you're fully engaged and maximizing your loot and yes I, the disclaimer would be for 40 plus, 40 plus. Now, I want to break down to a little bit of strategy also that we briefly touched on in the video, Aaron. But what does this mean for your progression throughout? No, your uncommon is not three days. It's two days. It's uh, 46 hours to be, sp- to be specific. All right. That's the cooldown on the uncommon chest. Now, this does point to a little bit of strategy change, potentially. Aaron, if diplomacy tokens, if I'm not going to spend money, right? Let's, let's just get that out of the way. I'm not going to spend money. If diplomacy tokens are the only way to earn these blueprints, 
then what must I do? I have to maximize the cooldowns on any Armada ship that I can. Yeah. All right. I've got to maximize the cooldowns on every Armada chest that I can because every single one of those Armada chests are giving um, diplomacy tokens. And by the way, Captain Oblivious, you know what? I know you're on the same page. We warned players last month not to be spending their diplomacy tokens. Aaron, I warned a trader even came out and said, I'm doing it with materials. And trader is a different case because trader can go and buy a pack if she chooses. But for everybody else, we've been warning, do not spend the diplomacy tokens on materials. That is a bad move. We've been telling everybody the diplomacy yeah. tokens will have a purpose. Do not spend those on materials. Yet some players have. Oopsies. Well, now you're feeling the pressure because we've been saying since last Arc Fall, as a matter of fact, you can go back to the last Arc Fall video where I said, be wary. Now, obviously, don't not do it. If you, like, for example, Tarpon says, that's a great source of G4 for me, and that's fine. Just be aware of the choice. That is a more short-term satisfaction as compared to long-term. But that's why I fundamentally like the Bajoran Loop. You get to choose your strategy path here. Do I want immediate gratification, or am I going to go the long haul? Now, Chili, you're right. The blueprints are limit one per day. But the controversy, or the, not the controversy, the, the curiosity with this is, how do I get enough diplomacy tokens to do it every single day? For lower ops level players, that may be a challenge, which is why you need to preserve and value your diplomacy tokens. Further, last night, Aaron, we did discover, oh God, I can't remember if it's Profits Reward, I believe. Level four, the favor that we got uh, last month, profits. Is that the one that does exchange uh, or uh, drops the loot from the hostels? I don't remember, but we saw and then a level the credits from the market right, that, target. That's not it. Then what is a profit? I don't remember the one that does hostel drop. Anyway, profits, the hostel drop prize. Uh, profits prize that at level four, folks, will begin taking diplomacy tokens. And this is what I warned. They're like merits of honor. You're earning them now, and it doesn't look like you're using them now. But as time goes on, those diplomacy tokens will be used for the higher, more expensive favors. They are like the next rarity of currency. They will be used. So you should be banking those right now. And now we see that it obviously is going to be the primary source of a free-to-play defiant. Don't forget the missions, DJ, that you can get blueprints from. President Echo is here, ladies and gentlemen, and ever so timely as we're talking about the Defiant sourcing. Now, you know, Echo, obviously some players still a little bit fussy. I guess you can't satisfy everybody because some people want it all and they want it now. But I have to take a step back as an objective player, and I have to say I am very, very pleased with this sourcing pattern being present and visible. Did you just say that? Now, you just say that you're pleased? You know, Echo, first of all, you you have only been here during the last crappy six months, but I used to be very objective and praise a lot of things that Scopely did. It's not my fault you guys have sucked for the last six months, okay? <laughs> it's not my fault. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, it's not my fault. Um, that being said, let me ask this question. You bring it up. 
You said, don't forget about the missions. Well, that has been something we don't know. So, Echo, can you tell us how many Defiant Blueprints will be available in missions this month? Let me find out. We don't have many. Because I don't think it's going to be a bunch. I'm going to guess. See, I told you guys earlier what I th think it might be. But let's, let's be aggressively hopeful and optimistic. Let's go with 25. Let's go with 25. Come on, Echo. Make it 20. Yeah, Evo says I'm out of my mind. <laughs> he it's, says it's, no. It's one blueprint per mission, so three total. You've got to be kidding me, Echo. Three? What? What? That's what my, this is what the document says, okay? That doesn't mean that I can't go back and ask for adjustments. What? What? <laughs> Come on. Okay. All right. There's three. That could be better. That could be better. But, but we do obviously, we do obviously still have the diplomacy token. See, path. there it is. I can, I can make sure that DJ is upset in the morning. I can find one. Thank you. Thank I you, Echo, for making one. sure that you delivered, that you delivered at least one bucket of poop this morning. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. I got three. you covered, Okay. Oh, three. Goodness gracious. Well, let's see if we could do a little bit better on that. All right, let's see if we can do a little bit better on that. But I am pleased about the Diplomacy Token Path. I'm pleased about the Bajoran Path. Um, I do have a question for you regarding Battle Pass. All right? Yeah. We've talked about three blueprints being in the, in the missions. However, you and I had a conversation. Now, maybe this has changed, folks, so I'm going to give Echo the chance to answer. When we were originally discussing this path, you had mentioned that, hey, we're going to redistribute some of these blueprints, so we, we may not put any in the battle pass. If, in fact, three, only three, are showing in the missions, does that potentially mean that you did put a couple, maybe, back in the battle pass? So we actually put diplomacy tokens into the battle pass. Oh, okay. All right, so, so you're still time-gated. There are Bajoran credits, and there are diplomacy tokens in... So Bajoran credits in the completely free path and diplomacy tokens are in the um, elite version. All right. Is it more than three? <laughs> just kidding. I believe Obviously. it's more than three. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to double check. Make sure that it's only three diplomacy I'm tokens. Pretty, uh, I'm pretty I, again, don't quote me because I'm not sure. It'll be 55 for one shot. I think it was 5,500. Um, wow. <laughs> Wait, 5,500 diplomacy tokens? I could be Is wrong. That what you just that. Said? I thought it was it's wow. like five or 10 blueprints worth. Okay, so maybe 500. Yes. No, no, it's 50, yeah, yeah. Oh, 55. Yes, sorry. But I can't. Math. 550. Sorry. 550. 500. I believe. 550 is 10 5500 would be a full unlock uh now let me let me come back and ask this question and by the way i see this in the chat and i'm not, I'm not trying to skip over chat uh somebody says there needs diplomacy kapla says we need diplomacy tokens in dailies well guess what now it's a small number all right but for those of you who are going to be struggling with your diplomacy token sourcing especially 35 through 39 Take a look in your Bajoran store. This is actually unheard of. This has never happened before. Aaron, take a look in your Bajoran store. You will now see a Defiant bundle. Even if you have not built it yet, there is a bundle yes. that will give you diplomacy tokens. Wait, is it diplomacy tokens? No, no it's no, badges. and badges. I pressure oh, it. Dang it. Daggone it. Credits and badges. Okay, so 
We're still going to have to look at other areas for the diplomacy tokens, which is going to be but, through but those uh, it, armada chests. It will mean it will mean eventually you can you can open more of your um, rep. Uh, credit that's exactly right what i was going to say is it's going to it's going to get you more directives it's going to now it's obviously slow without the defined it's only 10 right yes but if you open that bundle and take a look at uh if you take a look at the info button you'll see how that scales all the way through tier 12 and again i'm not opposed to this level of transparency i i i like it you can see the benefit of the changes and we put it in the graphics room all right. You can take a look at that Bajoran bundle, click on the info button in the top right corner, and it tells you what that payout is going to do to scale every single tier of the ship. All right. Uh, and and I am I'm happy with that. So uh, Echo, what we're saying is, OK, let me let me come back and ask this. So we don't have any blueprints. We do have diplomacy tokens, but we're right. still going to be locked behind that one per day cooldown. All sure. right. So. How else can we get this ship? Obviously, we're going to be able to buy it today. Do you have a price tag? It's again, I'm not in game and it's not there, but it should just be a hundred dollars for the unlock, like every other ship that has been coming out recently that is from the store. Yeah, Spectre says, I'm going to go with $600 for 10 blueprints. Who's oh, with me? gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that never right. has happened in the history of Star Trek Fleet Command. I haven't been around that long, but I know for sure that's never <laughs> happened before. Now, um, wow. I, want to, I want to address something specific, if I can, because we see one small omen of potentially good news. We see uh, a small potential gesture being made on the Dominion Space Warp Range. Well, Echo, it's no no stranger. Uh, this is not going to sound unfamiliar to you, but most specialty ships come out and they require, especially the higher ops you are. Like if you're if you're ops thirty five or forty, it's usually somewhat useful right out of the box. But ops fifty, ops fifty five. I mean, hey, shout out to my G fives out there who remember that it took $1,100 to make your Franklin A even possible to do your dailies. Shout out my G5 brothers and sisters. Who remembers $1,100 to do your dailies? Echo, can you tell me? Because I'm seeing a small potential optimism piece here that Warp Range has been changed on Dominion Space. Has Scopely yes. taken into account that the Defiant needs to be usable even all the way up to Op 60? Yes. So this was actually feedback directly from, you know, the content creators like you, DJ, about the concerns of what am I going to have to have the Defiant tiered up to before it can even reach the space that is relevant to my Ops level, right? Uh -huh. So the team went back and they looked at the warp ranges for Dominion Space, and at Tier 4, the Defiant should be able to reach 56 systems. Uh-oh. Okay, how many systems are in Dominion Space? I don't know. <laughs> no, level 56 how systems. Oh, wait, so at Tier 4, the ship can reach level 56? Correct. 
That to my knowledge, that's how it sound, was adjusted. That doesn't sound bad at all. So like, the level fifty-seven that's... system is is uh, warp one hundred. Um, the level for nine is warp one hundred. Level for four is warp eighty. So they 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 are looking a whole lot better than um they did before. It should be all right. better all for better. you know all fish that somebody who is in yeah. a G five base should well, be able to get two armadas now. Let's not pretend here, for a second, guys. It's, it, it, it's never. I know we said this last month. Just remove the warp locks, and, and I had a small argument to that. But he's right in a lot of regards. There's no real benefit of being there. There's no housing, so you can't go there. So it doesn't matter if you can reach those systems. By the way, go ahead and try to smack one of those armadas. See how you're feeling in about a week. All right, you're gonna get beat down. You're gonna get beat down. All right. So that that's a thing. Now, some players are giving me a hard time, Echo. Where's your non-whale channel? Well, we represent all ops levels here. So you can take your sarcasm elsewhere to the non-whale channel somewhere else. Um, that being said, unfortunately, don't, don't, Echo... Don't aggravate no, DJ this early in the morning. He hasn't had yeah, all of his... He I hasn't am a had grumpy cat. yet, okay? I'm, a, I'm a grumpy cat. cat. Now, yeah, Evo says, don't, trust me, guys, the, the whale channel is way, way worse than this. That's actually true. Very true. First-hand knowledge. All right, now, let me uh, let me ask Echo, because this is a valid point. Uh, and that player is obviously frustrated uh, because we're talking about high-level content. But Echo, here we are again for the third month in a row with Ops 35-plus content. What do the 34 and down have to look forward to this month? So this is something that we've been talking about a lot because this has been feedback we've been getting, right? And I was speaking a lot with the Arc Runner about the content that is going to be sub 35. And I feel that the Arc Runner did a very, very good job at providing enough engagement for everyone, regardless of you know their ops level, to make it so that Deep Space Nine Part 3 is something that they want to be a part of even if they're not quite ready to get into the Bajoran faction and the Defiant. Um, that being said, there's also some other longer-term changes that we're looking to make in regards to when we have content come out for a certain ops level up, um, how we can make each arc exciting or more exciting for everybody else under that. And I can't give away too many details now because we're still very much in the planning phase. But know that this is something that is very much we've we've seen tons of people talking about it. Very much we're actively looking into. We couldn't make all of the necessary adjustments we wanted to as quickly as we wanted to for this arc specifically. But when it comes to events, I think again this arc runner did a very, very good job. And that we're looking to make it better even for the long run for everyone. Well, it's it. I mean, the bar has been a little low. <laughs> All right. The bar's been a little low. Now, I will say, I have seen the calendar. I mentioned this on my last Twitch, and I mentioned it on the last podcast. I have seen the event calendar. Uh, it already looks mountains better than last month. But there's a difference, Echo, between engagement, like just doing events, right? And then right. participation in the feature. And this is one thing that, that 
I know Scopely has to balance monetization, and I, and I get all that. But, you know, we've seen this time and time again. When cloaking came out, nobody, you know, nobody could participate in that unless you actually paid for it. Um, you know, same thing with a lot of other specialty ships that come out. Like, that's the feature, right? But you get all you've got are the events, right? All you've got are the events. So that can be frustrating to players when it's, it, it's not that events can't be good. All right. Events can obviously be good. And like I said, I've seen the calendar this month. I, I feel like it's going to be miles ahead of last month, which is a good thing, but it does still kind of come out and say, yo, echo, here's this great new, amazing thing. And you're not allowed to have it. You know, that may not be the right perspective on it. Uh, and obviously I know that there's a grinder's path, but I don't know. Let, let me just ask, because I'm, I'm not a thousand percent sure. sure. Given the timing that it's going to take, say, 90 days to unlock this ship ish ballpark. Yeah, give or take. What could have, what could have been, what, what could Scopely have done to give Ops 34 and down players a taste of something other than events this month? Oh gosh, I mean, I I'm not. I'm not a game designer, DJ. I, have I don't zero even. Yeah, idea. I know. I don't. I don't even know. You know. You know what? I do know. I do know. Oh, Echo. All right, well, hit me. Hit me with it. The sub arc. The arc within the arc. Go back. Source Vidar. Source. Source. Uh, Franklin parts. Source. Devor parts. I mean, it, at least give them something of value. Get them caught up in the earlier loops. Make it possible for them to get to thirty-five faster than they would have before it can't just be about events all the time i mean it's it's i don't know i might be asking for something crazy i i know that events are very important that is your materials it's your resources but you know like when you have content like this and i've said this a gazillion times there needs to be like a sub arc part of those rewards for 34 down need to be i don't know two dollars five dollars more generous to give them a catch-up currency. I, I just, you know, there's got to be something in it for these guys instead of just saying, hey, 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 look here. It's like that It's like that Geico commercial, man, where the guy's got the fishing pole with the dollar on it. He's just like, hey, hey, hey look here. You want the dollar? You want the dollar? Uh, you can't have it. You can't have the dollar. No dollar for you. Okay? Hey, like, DJ, just- this is why I, I, I hate coming onto these meetings because you take – all of my ideas. I'm kidding. What? I'm, just messing. I'm joking with you. I take your ideas. You got no, it. You, this, are, is this coming? I have zero confirmation on what is not coming, but this is something that has been talked about. All right. So, well, I'd like to see it where the rule. So, whether it be one or like an extra event each week for specifically people under those ops levels that helps with those types of materials right but then there's the balance right because then people are potentially concerned that they have too much to do which is a concern that we all currently have. well that yeah that's true that's true and then if we just slap it in as a reward instead of something else well then they're not getting you know potentially the materials that they were going to get so it's a balancing act right and I yeah. think that we're all looking at the best way to implement this so that, sorry, not guaranteed it's going to get No, I get it. 
But we're looking at the yeah, best no, way I we can potentially do something like this so that there is a more driving reason for people underneath, say, you know, 35 this month to engage with the events. Um, but I do. I, have we talked about the officer sourcing at all yet, TJ? Not yet. Uh, so we can we can touch on that. I, I started with the Defiant, and and let me let me be clear. You know, I Echo thinks I'm being it's a little hard, bit rough. It's on a hard him. solve. No, he I thinks I'm be being rough, rough on, on him. But but I want to be clear. I do I do feel um, more positive than than I did last month, for example. Okay, and I love the transparency on the sourcing. You oh, said well, I'm that's... optimistic about the sourcing, and then. God. And then nothing. Okay. All right. Well, I was giving a shout out to, uh, to my friend Evo in the chat, who's been giving me a little bit of a hard time here this morning. He says the Defiant is a one trick pony. DJs changed my mind. Now, I believe that game design and the developers have actually taken that feedback into account a little bit. Obviously, Echo, it has a purpose. It has a designed loop in which it's supposed to participate in. But I think we're going to see other capabilities of this ship that are not so apparent here on day one. I, Echo, change my mind. Is no. the Defiant a one-trick pony? So it all depends on your definition, right? And this isn't presidential. This is just like how it is. Um, one-trick pony, I think, has a different thing in each person's mind. If you're going about it as in this ship has a dedicated cause then I can understand where you're coming from. But my way of the definition of one-trick pony is the fact that it's literally good at one thing and one thing only. And that's just not true with the Defiant. It's good at multiple things, right? It is a focus on the Bajoran loop, solo armadas, but the ability also comes over into other armadas. So when you're doing anything with your alliance, like it's going to have an impact there. I was saying... Um, I was actually talking to you about this, DJ, is for a long time when we were doing higher level armadas with my alliance, um, again, this is younger in my career, you know, Saladin was my best ship by far. And if we were doing anything difficult, I would have to recall my Saladin or disco it back, change my crew, send it back out, right? Now it feels like with the Defiant, like I don't always have to bring, you know, my strongest ship with me. Because I will always have something else, which is the Defiant when I eventually acquire it. So I disagree that it's a one-trick pony personally, but I can understand why some feel that way. Well, listen, I believe that you did not answer the question the way that I was trying to lead you to. All right. Uh, and maybe, maybe you're not as familiar with this as some of the other information that's been, that's been shared with me. But... This ship will have some, some metal when it comes to PvE and PvP. As a matter of fact, retrieving asks the question, Echo, can it PvP and PvE effectively, uh, as effectively as, say, other G4 ships? Now, I think it's going to require a very high tier to do that, but this, yes. ship, is not, this ship is not a discovery. The, no, literally, it's... the discovery is the definition of straight up a one-trick pony. It's a very good trick, okay? No, this... Very good trick, but it is one thing. So this Defiant is going to scale up and damage DPR, mitigation, piercing, even outside of its active ability. I've been told that eventually this ship will be able to kill 
Kelvins. Yes, the ship is no slouch by any means. And even outside, and I know we're talking about, you know, not Armada stuff currently, but even outside of the active ability that it has, it's supposed to be pretty high up on the damage list of ships that you bring to your solo Armada. Like, probably going to rank second over the other ship that you bring with you to do damage to an Armada. Like, Well, I'm not, I mean, I guess I'm, Maybe maybe you're not catching what I'm throwing out. No, at I, you. I know what you're saying is that it's hitting Kelvin. So we're talking about what G four. I'm talking or, about G four uncommons. And and, yeah. and by the way, I'm saying that it could be it could do that at I don't know. Here, let me let me take a look because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he did bring us data this morning. Uh, Stephen Aaron throwing into the graphics room right now. Your official tier by ops chart. All right, so let's take a look at this thing here real quick. Um, that means that ops. 49 i could get this thing to tier eight now that uh, based on the other information that's been shared with me tier eight with the research and the upgrades etc etc should make this ship straight up no ability no boost juice no nothing at tier eight this ship should be able to hold its own against a g4 uncommon and you know this is this true or false? From what I understand, it should be true. And looking at the um, some of the researches that are on this thing, I mean, I don't know if you saw some of the exact numbers, but they like they scale pretty drastically. Um, the last time I saw some of them, you're talking about like you know potentially for a damage increase, like six hundred and twenty percent. Once it gets the research all the way up, that number could have changed, but like we're talking no small potatoes here. I mean, it's and never gonna it's never gonna go up and be. Uh, I, I don't think it's ever gonna go up and beat a Daredex. Okay, like mm, I don't I don't expect I, that that's ever gonna that's, happen. No, I don't think I, so. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. But it it's not gonna be a discovery, right? Like it. it so I don't know. I, I do. I I understand specialty ships in this game traditionally have a purpose. They have an intent. And, and you know, this is why this is one area where the community has got to be real careful what they ask for, because when you ask for, let's say that you wanted just a generic warship. All right. Sure. Well, that would it's be another that. Yeah, it's good at everything. Well, that's basically another faction ship. Guess what it's going to cost. Guess what it's going to cost. Materials, resources, tremendous amounts of time and money. All right, and and moreover, it may be just as good as any other ship that you've already got. Like, seriously, G5 players still grind with G4 rares because they're one of the best ships in the game. How do you improve upon that? How do you make that better? So these ships that get introduced do typically have um, a, a, a loop or an intention. Where I... I know, and I guess maybe it sounds chilly. I don't mean for it to be. I'm just trying to to open your guys' well, eyes to other perspectives. But I think so this ship this is does have it, it's it has more than just the edicts bonus. It's got more yeah. than just the armada bonus. Well, I'm looking it, forward to seeing how people push this ship and use it in different ways because it is good at you know armadas and solar armadas with the active ability right and the research, but. I think there's a lot more than meets the eye with the Defiant. 
And just to play a little bit of Deadpool's advocate, and you can tell me if this is just wrong, DJ, okay? You have, you're no stranger to this. Say the Defiant's great at everything, right? It's another faction ship, essentially. And then does that diminish the amount of time and effort that people have put into rep grinding and investing into these other ships where they can just be like, okay, well, or I can just go get the Defiant and it's better than, you know, a Kelvin. Does that diminish well, that sort of achievement of getting your Kelvin? Because again, I, always, I know I always talk about this, but first time I, when I unlocked my salad and it was like a moment for me, right? You know, I, I see the argument that you're making and, and I don't 100% think that it's invalid, but like, this is also, and, and this is also a really super iconic ship. One of the sure. most popular, maybe aside from the Enterprise, maybe the most unpopular ship in all of Star Trek canon. So people want it to be big and bad, and, 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 and I get that too, but I maintain kind of a middle ground here between Scopely and the community. It can't be a replacement for the pylon. Because then no one going to, why would you ever buy the pylum? You know, why would you ever invest the pylum? It, it can't be that. But also it needs to have a reason to exist. And that reason to exist is going to be to support the Pejoran loop. So I, I got to be honest with you. I do agree with Echo. I think there's more to the ship than meets the eye. Um, and we're going to test the hell out of it because Echo is going to give me the blueprints for it. Aren't you, pal? So, so DJ. Let me ask oh, you good question. morning, Bubba. Hang on. I, I, need, I need Echo to finish answering my question. Well, you didn't hear me? No, I didn't hear you. Oh, the answer I, was yes. must been, I must have been going through a tunnel myself or something like that, you know? Uh, uh, I'll sync with you later. <laughs> well, I think that there's going to be more to this ship than, than what we're seeing right now. But even what we do see and what players might be overlooking as far as the subtle nuance, what we are seeing right now is significant additional rewards and significant speed as uh, moving through the Bajoran loop. And I think that cannot be understated. We've already established that the Bajoran faction, Bubba, uh, I'll get to your question here right now, but the Bajoran faction, you said on, on a previous show, like you're not even waiting. The favors are so good for you. You are blasting them with cash. You wanted it. And you wanted it now. All right. You find value in the Bajoran faction. So for everybody who's not blasting it with cash, speeding up the acquisition of these favors has to be considered a good thing, right? I agree. I don't have a problem with that. But let but the All question right. I have is for you personally. You're a brand new Ops 49, correct? Yes, sir. Are you excited about getting a Kelvin? Well, no, I'm not. Okay. Now, if the ops lock to get to that power level was, say, 45, you might have me. At 49, you're thinking about the next level of ship or a reasonably tiered G6 ship. I'm not saying it has to be exactly tier for tier. It's, you know, when it's tier 6 and that's a 46 lock, that that's got to be the power of a G6. Six or G four. You're talking about a forty nine ops lock that gets you to a Kelvin? No, then that's you're, unacceptable. 
But then you're also talking about giving a Kelvin-level power ship to somebody who's Ops 35. Is that okay? With no. People? Well, because no, 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 no. Because it, yeah. Oh, that's right. right. Because the options yeah, because it requires. Right, yeah, because take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, uh, potentially giving something that could be on that no. level. Because if, if it's ops unless it's just like a hard if the, scaling. If the ops forty nine got you to something that's like a low tier pylum, okay, an ops forty nine well, now listen, has a modern now listen, let, let me be let me be super clear and let me be fair. Okay, I don't know that it couldn't be, Bubba. Okay, I don't know that it couldn't be. This is 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 early napkin math, uh, and this is based on my conversations with design. Um, that's not to say oh, that so with crew. Wrong. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm saying it. Or do we have to choose it, violence at six in the morning? <laughs> I'm saying that it, it could. In the morning, it could be. It could no, be. It I'm could be better. Mean. All right. It could be better. All right. And by the way, Romgar, you're exactly right. Don't misunderstand what what people are trying to say at tier three at Ops 39. It's not going to be Kelvin Power tier three Ops 39. It's going to be uh, based on the conversations I've had. It's going to be like Sally sent Boris power. All right. Which is Bubba Joe's point. If it scales down a little bit too far, then it's not as exciting as a PVP and PVE ship. Now, if that gap was a little bit narrower, which is something that we can still influence all right maybe not through the base ship itself bubba but how easy would that be to throw on some extra researches to actually make it more powerful and i have a feeling bubba we've seen this time and time and time again where scopely comes out and is a little bit conservative uh with the opening arc um i think it's very realistic that we could see further pve and pvp capabilities out of this ship as time goes on it is the defiant and Echo, correct me if I'm wrong, but the conversations that I've had with multiple staffers do indicate that they uh, have at least acknowledged that this is a very iconic ship. And I have been told we have big plans. We are not seeing the entire thing right here today, right? Yeah, I mean, if that's the information that you've gotten from the people you've been talking with, you know, I would definitely... Take that. I, I, ju- I, I think I, that I, I think that I, it'll continue to to evolve a little bit. I don't know the the definite plans, but I think it's very reasonable to have the hope that the some more will come. Right, like the it's the defiant we're talking about here. That's right. It may it may appear that it could be a one trick pony, although I do disagree with that, Evo, with all the love and respect. But I do understand yours and Bubba's point. If it doesn't bring the power of a ship that you could use on a, on a regular basis, then I understand why you might be disenfranchised with that. At the very least, it's going to help with this Bajoran loop, and that's going to give you the support right now. But I do think that we will see more. All right? I think that we'll see more over time. Um, as a matter of fact, let me give your first teaser to something that nobody knows yet. Echo, you guys are rolling this arc out in two phases, correct? There will be another update this month. There will be. And it won't just be fixes or, or things. There is no, it's, a it's secondary... really interesting that people are bringing up, you know, the lore around uh, some of the Romulan tech with the Defiant. It's very interesting. You're referring to a cloak. Yeah, I'm Where's just saying it's def- interesting to, that they're talking about the lore between the Romulans and the Federation. How interesting. 
Yeah, I think it's a it's cool that the people of this community know the show so well. Well, they are Trek experts. True. All right, they are indeed Trek experts. Okay, so uh, let's uh, talk more about uh, some of the questions that you guys have for Echo because I'm gonna I'm running short on time here in just a minute. Um, there is more. Yes, to answer your question, there is more. Uh, content planned for this month that has not yet been released that was not in the patch notes and was not in our video there is more that could be coming uh let's talk uh about some of your other questions uh very quickly guys uh see i like that look at this echo this is uh a good intuitive uh thing here becca writes you know the defiant was originally designed for the borg war yep i actually did know that just because people have been talking about it in the discord recently Huh. How interesting is that? It's very... Hmm. It really makes uh, you think, right? Yeah, it makes you think a little bit. All right, let's talk about officer sourcing. We've skipped over this. Officer sourcing is different this month. Uh, first of all, we did release in our video that Pawn, our Breen villain this month... Uh, by the way, just initially, somewhat interesting in the choice of characters this month that it is your Explorer Strike Team, but it's also a cast of baddies. Uh, these, these are the villains. Uh, tell me a little bit about the design mindset here. Um, if you're able, if you've got that insight, why was a villain crew determined to be the best ship for explorers? Which, I mean, let's face it, some of the best explorers in the game are enterprises. So why are the bad guys flying them? So it, it really came down to thematically, like how we wanted to go with this arc, right? Like, the Defiant came out, which is obviously the flagship for taking on the Dominion. And we've sort of been progressing through that sort of storyline of Deep Space Nine. And, you know, characters like Wayun are iconic, right, in the series. Like, And so we felt like it was time to give people a little bit of... Not everybody is as Federation-sided as I think we all are. I think everybody has a little <laughs> bit of their allegiance to people, and I think that it's a great opportunity to give them, you know, a little bit of character, a little bit of flair, right? Like, we don't want to only think we're the perfect good guys all the time, because guess what? If you think about all of the captains that we've had, Picard, Pike, Cisco was definitely a much different captain or leading sort of person than Picard was. I mean, Cisco lied. Straight up lied. He blurred the lines. Yeah. He blurred the lines on multiple occasions. So yeah. we're seeing uh we're seeing a narrative step towards incorporating some of the villains and the bad guys into this crew. Uh and it is your explorer strike team. Now let's talk about the sourcing here a little bit because we did do some analytics in our video this morning. I'd encourage you guys to check out our YouTube channel to watch some of the early analytics on these officers and how I think they're going to stack up against Battleship Strike Team and Interceptor Strike Team. But let's talk about the sourcing. Uh, we also mentioned this in a video, and you leaked it uh, last week on Rev Show that Pawn, the rare officer, will be completely free to play this month, not even requiring a $20 battle pass, but absolutely $0 investment will be 100% free uh, through the completion of the free battle pass and engagement in events. As a matter of fact, you gave us a list um, yeah. and, and that was in our video this morning. There are going to be, I think like 11 or 12 days where those officer shards are going to be sourced. 
and you guys can see that in the video, these events are going to be required for you to complete in order to get your rare free unlock of Pawn. Let's talk about the other rare very quickly, uh, Ekataka, which is our Gem Hadar bad guy. Um, this one, a little bit more traditional, right? Some partial sourcing through events, but for the most part, um, going to be completed through a premium pack store purchase, right? Right. Sorry. I didn't know that was a actual question. I thought it was rhetorical. Yes, that is correct. Okay. So that one relatively traditional and, and going to be pay to acquire, uh, as we've seen some of the other officers. Let's talk a little bit about Wayun, the epic this month, because Scopely, unsurprisingly, was not, Bubba, dissatisfied with the with the way that people engaged and paid for Ducat last month, right? But the broader community, Echo, came back and said, whoa, 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 not good enough. Not good enough. We need some sourcing that doesn't involve a credit card. Well, I mentioned this in the video. I'm not 100% fully satisfied, but you have often said, Echo, that compromise leaves both parties not 100% satisfied. Um, tell us how Wayun is going to be different than Ducat. So can I share a little bit of, you know, how these decisions were made since they involve absolutely DJ abs. Wait, what? Yes. I, I came, I mean, me and the arc runner came to you, DJ and asked. And oh, yeah, blame it on, blame it on me. No, 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 <laughs> not blaming it on DJ. <laughs> we asked him, like, hey, how could we improve upon this? And DJ had some very grand ideas. And while we weren't able to do everything DJ asked, I think it's safe to say that we did take some of your feedback to heart. Would you agree with that or no? I I agree. Yes, I would agree with that because obviously you're right. I did. Yeah, have I'm not some trying to big, throw DJ under the bus right now. I'm just saying I had he did reach ideas. out to DJ and he gave diff, like very big grand ideas. But we tried to find a way to again compromise on everything. No guilty. And for, no guilty and, and for the record, the ideas that I presented involved things that we do love, uh, like yes. metas and engagement and and uh, you know. Uh, uh, completionist style of events like Tendi. Uh, oh. Those were some of the those were some of the ideas that that I had kind of gone back with. But knowing also that there's still there's still revenue goals. So this DJ. month, instead of selling the officers, instead of selling all the officers, you guys have decided to kind of offer kind of a hybrid to right. what actually happened last month. The big thing that DJ highlighted outside of the metas and things like that was people will save materials and they we you tell them time and time again don't upgrade don't progress unless you're going to get paid for it right like absolutely you 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 hang out there and once you got something that you know you really want to get that's when you invest so the idea was to have something similar to that so there are going to be heroic sms's that are materials investment events that will get you the currency to if you've saved for free pull at the recruit for way 
So to, to clarify, what you're saying is we will see the return of the Ducat-style packs where you can just buy them straight out. But now we're also going to incorporate SMSs. 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 For, Not for no real leaderboard SMS. So a solo milestone, which means that you're guaranteed some return. What is the return? What are we getting out of these SMSs? I believe you're getting as many of, again, I'll double check with the arc runner, but from what I understand, like if you complete the heroic SMS, you are getting the same amount of um, tokens that you would get from the pack that you would purchase. And that's correct. And by the way, in the video, I did say that they're heroic. They are not intended to be easy. As a matter of fact, go back, and, and we've had this conversation before, Bubba. When somebody saves up the materials to play in an auction, they have a lot of materials, right? If they think they're going to win an auction, they're prepared to dump a bunch of materials, correct? Like, that's oh, just but literally just left. Oh, okay. Uh, if you're, if you're going to play in an auction, then you have materials saved, all right? And that was the biggest outcry last month was that players use auctions strategically to supplement their sourcing. So this month, what we're seeing is these heroic SMSs, which will not be small, not be, I'm not even going to use the words free to play, Aaron. They can be free to play. They are possible yeah. for players to do. But if you go back, even original metas, guys, had big material sync events in them. That's where the yeah. bulk of your shards came from. We are going to go back to that style of event, not the overall meta, but the heroic uh, material sync SMS and what one of these SMSs will do. And there's going to be three of them. But what one of these SMSs will do is give you the number of recruit tokens that actually show in a $100 pack. So, Aaron, let's go back to last month. We did the math on this. $600 is what it took to finish the Ducat loop. We're going to get three of these SMSs this month, which means you will receive $300 with full completion, which will not be cheap nor easy, but you'll receive $300 worth of recruiting tokens. And Echo, yeah. just like we saw with Ducat last month, inside this recruit chest will be officer shards, will Correct. be other officer shards, and a lottery chance, right? Correct. Yes. And the you from what I understand, Ducat will be included in this recruit as well. And the officers from last month. Ooh. So inside this recruit, we're gonna see Explorer Strike Team and Interceptor Strike Team. I believe what so. Well, I believe that is the current and let me let me go verify, but I believe the current idea is we remove the Cisco. And the team from part one and replace them with everyone from last month. Yo, throw Battleship Strike Team in there, too. Just throwing that out there. Th th <laughs> throw that in there, too. All right. <laughs> throw, throw that one in there, too. Uh, uh, you know, hey. Yeah, yeah throw, throw that one in there, too. Now, 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 listen, you, you guys say diluted chances. Do remember, last month it was the same kind of thing. It will be a 2x or even a 3x chance. Like last month, you had the recruit. It had other officers in there, like Cisco and Miles and, and Kira and stuff. But it also had that, what is it, like two or three X chance uh, at Ducat. And that did pay out. We saw players, every single poll, were getting at least 
probably, I mean, one was possible, but you you were almost guaranteed one. But we saw a lot of players getting two, three shards per pull. Uh, so I think that that we're going to see that again. We're going to see the higher multiplier or the higher likelihood chance on Wayun this month. But you still have that lottery style. And what I might add is for players who are willing to spend a little bit of money on this officer last month, last month, uh, trader spent $600. A lot of you did. Don't, don't be shy. A lot of you spent $600 to get to cot last month. This month, you'll actually be able to do it for $300. It, I mean, if you're going to spend on it, all right, it's half the price because I mean, now you're going to have some solo milestones to engage with that. Yeah, uh, I think everybody had a diff- like slightly different experience. It took me four. Yeah. Well, if you did four, then you had a bunch of drachna left over, which ended up waste, you know, which ended up being a waste. Now, I, I'm under no illusion that this is as good as a meta. That's why I say I'm not 100 percent satisfied. And again, with it. I, I was not trying to say that DJ didn't push for all of these things. The big things I wanted to take away was that we went to DJ for feedback. And the thing that we saw from feedback within the community is and DJ continued to push is that. People save materials to invest when there is something there. There needs to be a way for them to invest these materials. And that's what we wanted to make sure was present this month. And, and, and let me be clear. I, I can see the chat, and, I, and I'm not blind. You guys, are always, you guys are always reminding me of this, and I, and I get it. What I try to remind you guys of, too, and this is where I'm that middle ground, there is going to be monetization. Like I, 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 this is we're four years in, guys. We're four years in. They're gonna sell you stuff, okay? Like that. That's just the thing. I, I'm really surprised that you guys are still surprised. <laughs> They're going to sell you stuff, all right. But when we look at the broader picture, all right. When we look at the broader picture of this, this. Listen, it, it, you know what? If everybody is that angry about it, then just go back to the way it was last month, Echo. Just go back to the way it was last month because the chat hates hates what we're talking about or, here. Right so just so just go back. Where even less, also leaderboards where even less people were able to get unlocked. All right, so so we'll we'll just go back. Yeah, like really, <laughs> guys, come on. I mean, it it it's it's going to cost money. Period. Plain and simple. They're here to make money. It's going to cost money, but this particular method will cost less money. Uh, and, and, and listen, even if you don't spend any money, even if you spend no money, this is factually going to be better progression than you got out of Ducat. I mean, you go back. If you spent no money last month on Ducat, you have very, very few shards, right? You have very few shards. So if you're going to engage in just these SMSs and not pay any money, you will have more. And there will be sourcing in the future for these officers. Um, we will presumably eventually see them in incursions. We should presumably see it in an event store that could come uh, as early as December. So, it, you know, I, I get it. I understand. We want it all and we want it now and we want it free. That's just not realistic. All right. I'm sorry. I mean, I, you, you can't. You can't expect that unless Echo were working on some advertisement deals. So every time I refresh a note, I get three minutes worth of ads. Are you guys working on that? 
<laughs> to my to my knowledge, that is not being worked on currently. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now, housekeeping does bring up a point. It's becoming a car payment to play this game monthly. And and I'm going to respond with this, which is not going to be a very popular statement, but I do understand what you're saying. But this com- this comes back to it's only costing this much money every single month if you have to have it all. Yeah, all right. Exactly. I mean, really, how many people need all three strike teams? I mean, we, we established with solo armadas that people typically have one leading edge ship, right? You've got one of your most powerful ships that you take out. That is your, your chief beast. That's the mule for PVE, for PVP. You got the big one. All right. So do you need all three strike teams? You need to pick and choose the content that you are chasing after. And yes, if you want it all, then you're going to pay for all of it. All right. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. Um, but Velvet Thunder says, yes, your lead ship will change over time. And so will sourcing. You don't need it now. You don't need it right now. And yes, I know FOMO is a thing, but that's a that's a that's a you thing. <laughs> that FOMO yeah. is a you thing. All right. So um, I do understand that that players want all this content every single month. I also understand that that it's going to cost money if you want it all. But uh, I maintain that this sourcing is better than what it was last month. It's still not perfect in my eyes, but it's what Scopely. Uh, opted to do with the suggestions and the feedback that I gave. And it is, no matter how you spin it, still better than what it was last month. Uh, Colgan writes, Echo, we still don't know what the sourcing is going to be like for all three strike teams. So the choice of getting it now is a FOMO decision. It's understandable, but a clear path towards sourcing after the arc would help relieve the frustration. Echo, we have seen Battleship Strike Team in incursions, but we've also fed back to you that that is an entirely too slow of a path all right it's very slow um can you comment or give us some hope for strike team sourcing moving forward is it going to be more available or is incursions it um still tbd right so whether they're going to be in event stores whether there's going to be more events for them how else they may appear is still being discussed and going back to what you were saying dj you know we're still talking about last incursions you know the the good the bad how we can make adjustments and i know that one of the big points of feedback you gave me was the shards for those officers through the incursions event store so there's always going to be more ways to adjust and potentially open up the sourcing for those officers let me ask this simple yes or no question, and hopefully you can give us an answer, even if maybe you're not supposed to. Sure. Will all three strike teams be present in next month's event store? Oh, gosh, I have no idea. Let me ask. If you can get us that answer, I, I, know, it's, I know it's even a little early, right? Like, that, they, they're, the arc runner is probably not even done with next month. But I think that in and of itself should... Uh, make some players feel a little bit better, right? Like, I mean, an event store, that's where you get to choose the officers, all right? It should be in the plans. If you can tell players right here and now that all three strike teams will be in the event store, then I think that 
that takes a little bit of pressure off for those of you who are feeling the pressure of FOMO. And this month, you can do your three SMSs. You can get some progression, and maybe you feel like you can cap it off in the event store. All right. Will it be in DJ, the event store talking, next month? Talking has spoken, and I think you know who I'm referring to. Um, Wait, I didn't hear. Oh, the God King. Yes, the God, God King, King Dragon spoken. Lizard, sir. Thank you for listening. Um, most likely, yes, at limited shards for all of them. Limited? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If you, I want to spend five, <laughs> come on, God King. No limits. No limits. Let me spend as much loot as I want on these officers. Listen, you might even sell more loot that way. Yeah, but if how I many get some of the more in the valuable? Generally, unlimited from in event stores. Actually, until very recently, they were always unlimited. I have maxed officers through event stores. That's that's actually a very recent change where you guys have put limits on these officers. They have always traditionally been uh no limit my my tos uhura beverly uh how many how many other officers have you guys actually maxed out of event stores let's go throw them out there ash tyler uhura um beverly crusher come on throw them out dupont strange new worlds lawn there you go i mean they're, they're usually not there martok there you go all Bike. right let me let me let me have a discussion all right but most badgie, likely, yes, badgie, you will see yes, all of them Badgie there. for the win. <laughs> badgie for the win. <laughs> all right. Uh, there you go. All right, community, um, very quickly. Let me, let me scan and see if we've got any other questions super quick uh, because we're going to have to get ready to go. So, uh, Swagger asked the question, Echo, will there be an ultra recruit conversion again this month? That's a very good question. That could help with additional shards. We've got material sync for some of them. Will we get the ultra recruit Still being discussed on that. All right, let's uh, let's let's encourage that because that can help a little bit more as well. Um, let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Actually, it looks like we've answered most of these questions. Echo, pretty good job. Just on our casual conversation, it looks like we've covered most of this stuff. Hey, that's just because you're leading the conversation extremely well, DJ. You are a professional among none else. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Wham says, hey, this is completely unrelated, but how about a small quality of life uh, improvement? It was promised that we would get additional and more regular updates to the transporter pattern section. Where are we looking on that? Oh, actually, I was just talking about transporter patterns the other week. So... <laughs> I actually brought that up literally in a meeting last week. So hopefully we can have some more updates on that soon. Uh, any changes in the foreseeable future to Starbase research and or Starbase functionality? Starbase is going to be evolving over time. So, you know, just say that there's another, there's, there's, there's more to come, DJ, you know? All right. Um, Apex Hostels, Echo, we were really hopeful that the patch would bring a fix. Can you give us an update from engineering on what's going on? Because we are still like even the patch notes talked about, yeah. you know, spawning hostels, but that didn't happen. We were hoping that this one was going to help alleviate it. But the more longer term fix oh, should God, be Echo. the more the more long term fix should also be coming this month. 
All right, mid-month patch. There you go. Uh, oh, good question, Jace. Hey, we're actually now one month overdue for a roadmap update. Echo, yep. I know that you did tell me uh, behind closed doors that you were actually preparing this. When can we expect to see the next six months of the Scopely roadmap? Hopefully within this week, if not next week. I can. I, that's that's something I'm working on. So I'm just getting all the information on what I can give details wise on like things that are like confirmed going to happen. So, so uh, a roadmap week. update within the next two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, very very good. Um, let's see. Stony Dude says the ASB is still broken. I was actually able to get into mine this morning, but we're still getting many, many reports of the ASB being inaccessible, even though that was also claimed yeah, to be fixed uh, well. in the patch notes. Yeah, lots of people still can't get in there. Um, let's see. I'm, st I'm just skimming through because we might be about done. Okay. Might be about Yeah, done. if people are still having issues with accessing the ASB, especially after the adjustments that was made, I please reach out to myself or uh back so that we can get the details and make sure we understand what's going on oh th shinjo i like this one thank you because echo i brought this to you in a meeting earlier this week did i not shinjo says and i quote we are 10 months overdue for the ops 46 and 50 ships to have their cloaks in the faction store <laughs> now echo <clears throat> i specifically asked you this question earlier last week do you actually have an answer for that? Did we get an answer from the powers that be? Uh, no, we did not get an answer from the powers that be, but I'm following up on it. So hopefully I can have an answer right. soon, and hopefully I can have it See? potentially included in my roadmap update. There you go. Shinjo, I I, I asked. I have not forgotten that it. one. They, I did ask about that one. I've been keeping up with that one uh, in, in meetings. Um, retrieving asked, hey, will there be a Starbase research event this month you guys have kind of trained us to even save for those things. Um, do you know? And, of course, the event guide video will be out tomorrow. The calendar should be out later today. That may be one that we just see uh, and might be worth you waiting 12 to 24 hours retrieving because we'll see that in the calendar coming up. But, Echo, are you aware of any uh, Starbase research events that are coming this month? I'm not aware. I just reached out to the Arc Runner to verify. So I'll let you know as soon as I hear back to you, John. All right. Last one. Uh, oh, you know what? All right, I've got two more. We'll do, we'll do this. All right, I've got two more, and then, and then I really got to go. I'm late for work. Um, Coldbane writes, Echo, any news on revamping the new Elite Faction recruit packs? This was obviously a big, huge poop storm, but then it quickly got shuffled off to the side because of all the other poop that was happening. Uh, but obviously, that is still very undesirable, very lackluster, and just overall... Um, been discussion. Yeah, there's been Are there's been discussion around those. So no, no, there's been discussion about it. I don't have details on how that might adjust in the future, but we were very aware of the feedback on those elite faction recruits, and so hopefully, you know, when I have more news, I can share with everybody what's going on. And again, that might be something for the roadmap update. I know that's not feature related, but I'm wondering if I can get some of these other questions in there as well, just so that we have a one one document place for everyone to go get caught up on everything yeah and that's and that's kind of why i'm asking these questions as a matter of fact this no, next one, this last one 
this last one is not arc related, but Echo, uh, fellow content creator No One Shell, published a video regarding transporter patterns with Swarm Sunday. Now, there seems to be a lot of controversy about this because it would seem that customer support is granting gifts of transporter patterns. Yet, when it, when we test it on screen, we're seeing that they are converting. Does this indicate that for a period of time they weren't working and now players are being compensated for that? Or do you have any comment on the transporter patterns Swarm Sunday controversy? This was looked into. This was tested. We looked into it through all of our backend tools. We literally redid the event and the transporter patterns were being provided to the accounts. Well, I was able to verify that. We showed that on screen during the podcast that they were converting, yet customer service does appear to be granting stupid amounts of transporter patterns. So is this in error? Should players be concerned about their transporter patterns not being missing? And and what's being done on the customer service front? Why are these transporter patterns being issued? I don't believe that there's any reason to be concerned. Um, I can verify why they're being sent out. Maybe it's just as a... Thank you for reaching out. We don't want you to be concerned. We're, I'm not sure. So let me verify. But I do know that this was heavily investigated when that video came out. And they are being provided. Like the, the transporter patterns are getting converted. Well, we know that they are now. Are you aware of any time that they weren't? No. No, no. There was, okay. there was no adjustment. Like they, they did the event and they, they were being granted. Just like you saw, DJ. So I, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm treading this line very carefully. But let me ask this question from the community. Echo, Hammer writes. So should I go ask for? Uh, should I go ask and then get a thank you gift for asking? Please, please do. I would ask not <laughs> to do that. Um, if they're get if, if the customer support team is providing anything, there has to be a reason. I need to go ask what's going on. But no, the transporter patterns are be working correctly as for all that I've seen and for all the testing that's been done. This entire show, this is the most uncomfortable sixty seconds President Echo has been. Oh my gosh, why, show. why, DJ? <laughs> because it I'm wouldn't going to be get a yelled show. At by, I'm going to get yelled at. <laughs> People, I'm uncomfortable for you, Echo. I know, I know. The CS lead is going to be like, what did you do? You are terrible. Um, I'm going right. to follow up right now, and I'm going to say, hey, any ticket that you get from this point on, just auto-deny it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That would obviously be bad for a lot of reasons. It was just a joke. <laughs> All right. How about, uh, how about this follow-up question for Hammer? Can we get a thank you gift for not asking? <laughs> you know what i'm actually w way more inclined to like push that hard than people reaching out to the customer support team like actually so just tell everybody to not send tickets and you're going to send a compensation chest out for everybody who did not send a cs ticket is that what you're saying <laughs> dj why are we still talking about this all right, thank you everybody for being here. Appreciate it. This has been Talking in Cars with DJs with special guest President Echo, uh, and uh, and absolutely painting him into a very very tight corner here as we conclude the show. As always, President Echo, thank you for being here. We appreciate you taking the time to answer our questions. Uh, even Beck is like, okay, bye, <laughs> gotta go, gotta go. Good, good. Thanks, bye. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is this, this has been the best uh, two minute wrap up ever. 
Uh, thank you guys so very much. Both Beck in the chat and President Echo here on the stage, of course, as always here on Arcfall Day. You being here to answer our questions is very much appreciated. We thank you guys uh, so very much for being present and visible within the community to answer the questions that we see. And I shall keep my fingers crossed. I certainly understand, Echo, why players are not expecting you guys to move mountains this month. Um, it, it, so let's keep our fingers crossed that you guys are able to deliver something exciting this month. And thanks. PS, I appreciate it. Yes. Please delete all the pips. Delete all the pips. Understood. (laughs) Delete all pips. Uh, everybody, thank you guys so much for being here as well. Steven's Aaron, we'll get our audio prepared and we'll get it uploaded onto our website at talking and push to all podcast platforms as quickly as possible. This has been a recording of talking in cars with DJs, a subset of the talking track podcast and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I, I am your friendly neighborhood cat person, Ultimate DJs. Saying meow for now. Thank you guys so much for being here. We will catch you on the next one. You guys have a great Arcfall day, everybody. Pip, pip, hooray. Bye, everyone.